Hello and welcome. You are listening to Uncut, the podcast about how to stay surgery-free and live a healthy lifestyle. I'm Dr. Tom Padilla, owner of the Doctors of Physical Therapy. It's a clinic that leads the U.S. in helping adults over 30 to avoid surgery and drugs and live an active, healthy lifestyle. If you're looking for ways to maximize not only the years in your life, but the life in your years, you're in the right place. We are committed to delivering information that will help you live life today and for many, many years to come. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Uncut. This is Dr. Tom Padilla. This is the podcast about how to stay surgery-free when it's preventable and live an active, healthy lifestyle of your dreams. Today, we're talking about how to find the right doctor for you. When we're talking about staying uncut, Finding the right doctor and having the right healthcare team in your dugout is quite possibly one of the most important steps. And so you should take time and consideration uh, in the questions that we're going to ask today to help you identify exactly what kind of doctor you need. The error that a lot of people make, and we're going to talk about common pitfalls to finding the right doctor later in the podcast, but one of the biggest errors that people make is thinking that the first thing they need to make sure of is that the doctor takes their insurance. And you'll see why this can be the last question that you want to ask. So let's talk about what is important in finding the right doctor. The first thing is that you share similar values when it comes to how you want to be treated and the lifestyle that you want. For example, are you looking for a doctor that wants to treat you with lifestyle change? Or are you looking for a doctor who wants to treat you with medications? Now, either one of these is not the wrong way to go. Depending on who you are and what you want, you may be all right with just taking medications to to mask the pain or to just get through your day, whatever you want uh, to be able to, to do. But if you're somebody who wants a doctor that is an expert in lifestyle change, that would lead to the resolution of the symptoms that you have, then you're looking for an entirely different doctor. On one hand, you're looking for a doctor who might be an absolute expert in all medications and all interactions and be able to manage your case well without any overlap in medications and selecting the right ones for you at the correct dosage and uh, help you to hopefully sneak in some lifestyle changes uh, over time so that you don't just end up on the Sunday through Saturday pillbox routine. On the other hand, if you're more into lifestyle change and wanting to be treated holistically and naturally, and this doesn't always mean with just like fruits and vegetables, it can mean with supplements or even a doctor that might use medications at first to help you manage the symptoms, but then has a structured plan for the lifestyle changes that need to take place in order to help you with long-term resolution, that is a, a completely different doctor that you're looking for. So the first one is that you share similar values when it comes to how you want to be treated. The second thing is you may wish to find a doctor who shares a similar lifestyle to your own. If you're an active person, one that who understands how important being active is to you, and let's say that you really enjoy cardiovascular exercise and your choice of sport is running, but the doctors that you're running into say you should stop running right now and never run again, it's going to cause damage this, this way, that way, and the other way. Instead of a doctor who says, yes, these are the risks to running, but here are the things that you can do to mitigate those risks. And here are the differences between people who are able to have a long-lasting, healthy running career and the people who are not. 
and help you to figure out a way that you can be one of the people that are. The third thing here is, where is the focus of power and responsibility? Is it with the doctor or is it with you? And what this means is, are they open to you asking questions and them sharing their thought process? Or does it seem like they are dictating to you what you should be doing at any given point in time, but without any explanation as to why or for how long or how they came to that conclusion? And when you ask a question, they give you a short and perhaps complicated answer that you don't want to admit that you don't understand because you don't want to appear stupid. This is a really important concept to understand because without you truly understanding why the doctor's making the decisions that they're making at a level that you actually feel like you can comprehend it and feel comfortable with it and explain it when you go home to your spouse or to whoever else asks, if you don't feel that you can do that, the power rests with the doctor. You will not be able to tell if it is or is not going the way, the way that it should be going and you won't have any control over being able to change the situation. I think it's a really important point to some people just want to be told, just go to the doctor, he'll tell me what to do, I'll go home and I'll do it. And that's okay if that's you. But you have to know that about yourself. And if you're not someone who feels like they can just blindly follow the orders like that and be okay with it, then you need to find a doctor who A, has the time to explain it, but B, has the willingness to explain it to you and can do so at a deep level. There's a saying that goes, any fool can make something complicated, but it takes a real expert to make it simple. So you're looking for a true expert to make something so simple that a light bulb goes off in your head, you finally understand what the actual root cause of your issue is, and you can actually take actionable steps towards resolving that. The next thing is, do they explain cause versus symptom? So a lot of the things that we end up going to the doctor for are for our symptoms. When pain has gotten so bad that we can't sleep at night or it prevents us from doing an activity that we love, the doctor needs to be able to explain to you, yes, your symptom is coming from this tissue, this muscle, this tendon, this ligament, etc. But why? Why is that happening? Now, if you get in a car accident, it's very obvious what the root cause of your injury is. But If your injury is insidious, meaning that it just comes on out of nowhere and for no apparent reason, and you've been doing the same activities over and over for a long period of time, then that requires a discovery process where you're actually trying to figure out, okay, what is going wrong here biomechanically or within your system, within your body that is leading to these symptoms? So for example, obesity. Obesity is a symptom, not a root cause. And a lot of the time we're trying to treat obesity with surgeries like lap bands and things that are too far down the line when the actual root cause of that may be that the food pyramid was taught and pounded into people's brains for years and it has led to an obesity epidemic. So now we're looking at somebody's habits and thought processes and the education that they received and the the habits that they built around the education that they got growing up. So now we're looking at an entirely different approach because we're looking at what are the person's beliefs about food? What are their habits surrounding food as a result of those beliefs that they were taught to adopt? And then how can we start to develop a plan to deconstruct that instead of diet pills, temporary solutions, different exercise programs, or just telling someone to to walk more? What are the things that actually lead to that? Having a doctor who 
is more focused on, yes, we can resolve your symptoms, but also we're going to resolve the thing that made these occur in the first place. So that way you actually stand a chance at making long-lasting changes. In orthopedic medicine, it could be as simple as the symptom is a rotator cuff, small rotator cuff tear, right? Which is causing a symptom of pain. But is the root cause of that, that your rotator cuff just magically got torn overnight when you were doing nothing in particular? Or is it because you have a way that you move when you're lifting weights or you're exercising that has gradually over or working at the computer that has gradually over time caused your rotator cuff to tear? And can we analyze what the muscular imbalances are that contributed to that and the habits that you have that contributed to that and then coach you around not having that happen again, A, and B, then do things to fix the the rotator cuff tear as well, which by the way, does not always require surgery. In fact, most rotator cuff tears do not, Um, but we can get into that specifically in another podcast. That's really important. Do they explain the cause? as well as the symptom. A lot of people, especially with all the hype that surrounded all the innovations and great innovations, by the way, in in medical technology for x-rays and MRI machines and all the advanced imaging we can take. What's important to know about that at the end of the day is you, yes, are identifying a structure that might be causing you pain, but you are not identifying on a still image what the root cause of an injury that happens over time is. It is not possible to do that without movement. So if you're someone who wants to identify the symptom and treat the symptom as well as fix the root cause so that it doesn't happen again, again, you're looking at two completely different doctors. The next thing here is willingness to refer. A lot of people get stuck with doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, massage therapists, it's 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 rampant in the medical and health and wellness industry where people will try the same thing over and over and over and they expect different results. And they just think that time is the answer. But what we know from tissue healing phases is that time is not the answer. Your tissue should be healing in a very regimented way over a period of a couple weeks to a couple months to where you should be making appreciable changes over a couple weeks and over a couple months that you can attribute to yourself actually getting better. And where people get stuck is they feel like, I'll give physical therapy as the example. When I was working in a, in a physical therapy clinic, there was a client who asked the uh, PT assistant who was there uh, working with them at the time. They said, this is probate in the conversation. And I couldn't believe it when I heard it. You know, I've been coming here for for six weeks and I've been doing the same exercises two to three times a week, but my knee pain hasn't changed. And when is that when is that supposed to change? And the individual uh, helping them looked at them and they said, you know, it just takes some time. And I feel like a lot of people, in fact, I know a lot of people are stuck there. They're stuck in this vague explanation. And so they they take that answer and they go, okay, well, it just takes time. And nobody's explaining to them, well, it should be actually changing within two weeks. And if it hasn't changed in two weeks, we need to re-examine what our assumptions were after we did your initial evaluation and figure out if this isn't the right path and you are coming in here and you are doing the exercises, A, are you doing them correctly, which you should be if you're if you're there and someone's watching you. But there, <laughs> there's another problem is that uh, in a lot of these uh, high volume PT facilities, you're not having someone there making sure that you're doing the right exercises in the right way all the time. They're most often just 
telling you what to do and then moving on to the next person. And you're off to do that on your own and figure out if you're feeling it correctly or not. These are the frustrations that people have with it is they have such a vague idea and they're never given clear expectations as to what to expect and how to know when something's not working. So they end up having to default to trusting the doctor that it just takes more time. And the problem is that over time, this causes you to lose faith and trust in the medical system and the people that are helping you because you've tried it and you give it your best effort. And at the end of the day, it leads people to feeling like it's just them and that everybody else must be getting better. If this place is in business and it's still running, why can't I get better? I must be a little more broken than the other people and I might not be able to be helped. So maybe I should just suck it up and live with it until that gets bad enough over the next few months that you go again and you try maybe a different practitioner this time. And so this is kind of the vicious cycle that people are stuck in. And so it's important to be able to early on sniff out what kind of practitioner you're working with. Are they someone that's going to explain everything to you and set expectations as to when things should change? And are they big enough to analyze it when it's not going well and to change the treatment direction and explain why it didn't work and why they're changing the treatment direction so that you can maintain your faith in the new selected direction and be able to, to actually start making some progress. Those are the things that I think are key to making sure that you find the right doctor for you. You want a doctor that shares similar values, that focuses on educating you and empowering you by telling you why they're doing certain things and being open to questions. They must have a willingness to refer if they're not finding the right solution for you. And you must feel comfortable that they won't keep trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Now, here are the two biggest obstacles that people face when it comes to finding a doctor, the right doctor for them. The first one is your insurance company. This is where a lot of people start. They say, well, I'm paying a lot for this insurance. And yes, I I grant this. Insurance premiums are going through the roof for a lot of people. They say, you know, I'm paying so much for this insurance, so I should should likely just focus on doctors that are within my network. Here's the problem. While your premiums are increasing, the reimbursements for the doctors are going down. And so here's how this works. As the reimbursements for the doctors go down, the only way that they can, and these are businesses that have been running for years at certain, at certain margins, overnight, they could be faced with a 3 4% cut in insurance company rates or even more. That's, that's on the low end. What they have to do is respond with an increase in volume of the patients that they see. So when they increase the volume of the patients that they see, they also have to reduce the quality of the healthcare that they're able to give. This goes on enough. And good doctors, ones that it makes their hearts bleed to see their patients being treated with poor quality, will leave that insurance company and they will leave the system. And the reason that it's so hard to correct all this is because the insurance company is a third party. There's no direct relation. And for you, it just feels like your doctor is leaving your insurance company. But on the back end, it's because they weren't able to give you the service that they wanted to be able to give you because the insurance company cut the rate. Now, this isn't to make the insurance company sound like the big bad wolf, right? Because this is a game that's been being played for years where you have practitioners that are trying to find creative ways to inflate their billing on the other end too. And this isn't all practitioners, but there are some out there that will fraudulently bill, that will increase the bill. It was a couple of years ago that there was a bill passed in a state 
that said that hospitals had to make their fee schedules public. And so there was outrage because one hospital, when they made, when they made their fees public for like a physical therapy, one hour session that was, was an evaluation and treatment, the bill could be as high as $1,600. Now, this is a game that these companies play because when they send that bill to the insurance company, the insurance company will pay a reduced rate. They play this game of, I'm going to bill more, and the insurance company's on the other end of trying to reduce that rate. And so who's caught in the middle is this patient, this person, you, who wants high-quality healthcare, but who can't access good-quality doctors because these doctors get tired of playing this game that's being played between inflated prices and cutting rates, and so they leave. And they either leave the profession, which happens more often than you think, or they, uh, they try to go out and figure out how to be concierge medical doctors. If you're looking for a good quality doctor, the unfortunate truth is that as this game continues to be played, a lot of the best doctors that you'll ever find that have your best interest at heart will not be found taking your insurance. And so what's important when you're looking for your insurance company is maybe to look at who's in it prior to selecting it. You could even flat out ask the doctors that you're interviewing to be your primary care provider, like, how does this insurance company treat you? I want to make sure that I'm selecting an insurance that reimburses you well so that I can be sure that next year at this time, you're still going to be in my network. If you could take that approach, you might, you might actually be able to find a doctor that is in network that would stay there as well. The next thing is your mindset. Your mindset is extremely important when you're finding a doctor because most people, when they, when they call a new doctor's office, their first question is, hey, do you take my insurance? Do you take Blue Cross Blue Shield? Do you take Aetna? Do you take whatever it is that their insurance company is? Usually you'd want to lead with your most important question first. The reason that we lead with this question is because it's the question that we've been conditioned to lead with. But if you agreed with the front half of this podcast where we were discussing finding the right doctor, and if you agree that finding the right doctor supersedes the importance of whether they take your insurance, then the question actually then becomes, do you have a doctor that's right for me? And then do they take insurance? And then you can make a value-based decision that's actually better for your uh, self-interest in the long run. Because then if the answer is, yes, there's a doctor here that matches the values that you've told us that you have, great, you take my insurance. If it's yes, fantastic. Now, if it's no, now you can actually sit down and have a think about how important is it to me to, to work with this doctor? And if that's as important as I say it is, what do I need to do to be able to afford to see this doctor uh, on a cash pay basis? Because at the end of the day, the important thing is not whether a doctor takes your insurance or not. The important thing is that you have a doctor that is in your corner that's going to help you to live and achieve the lifestyle that you want, the health goals that you have, the dreams that you have, so that you can be around to have fun with the people that you want to have fun with and be with the people that you want to be with and do the things that you want to do because we all only get one chance to live this life. So that's my shtick, how to find the right doctor for you that cares about your life as much as you do and to get out of your own way when, when choosing a doctor and be sure that the thing that is most important to you is the thing that you're actually considering to be the most important thing. That, at the end of the day, will get you a lot further, will get you the right healthcare team, and will get you into the right place. That's all I have for today. If you enjoyed the podcast and if you needed to hear it, let me know. 
comment and like it and share it. Send it to somebody who needs to hear it. If you've got a doctor that you love, that you're having trouble getting a friend to go see because of any issues outlined here, send them this podcast and hopefully it can help them to get a little bit closer to achieving the life of their dreams. You can always check out my uh, company's website at thedoctorsofpt.com. Head over to the blog, subscribe to our newsletter. We drop lots of free content and information about how to fix yourself from orthopedic injury, how to understand what's going on with you. It will actually give you a basis of understanding the conversations that you can have with your doctors about your symptoms and conditions so that you can level the playing field a little bit and make sure that you are getting a doctor that knows what they're talking about and that they feel like that you feel like can help you achieve the lifestyle of your dreams. Until next time, I'm Dr. Tom Padilla. I own the Doctors of Physical Therapy in Scottsdale. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Uncut and Live Life Today.